Welcome to Bramasol's Insights to Action podcast library of topics covering regulatory compliance, reporting, disclosures, financial management, and financial transformation technologies. Bramasol is the leader in SAP-based finance solutions and the co-innovator with SAP on developing and deploying purpose-built compliance capabilities. Learn more about Bramasol at www.bramasol.com. Hello, this is Jim Hunt for Bramasol's Insights to Action podcast series. Uh, today, we're really pleased to have Pete Graham, um, SAP Director of Finance Solutions and Mobility with us. Hi, Pete. Good to have you. Hi, Jim. Good to be here. Um, Thanks for the invitation. Oh, you bet. Um, this one, uh, we're going to do kind of an interesting wrinkle. Um, we've had uh, a series of webinars recently on automated revenue management and the digital solutions economy and how they relate. Um, and we're going to answer some of the questions that came up in the most recent webinar, drill a little bit deeper on those. And we'll also include a link to the video of that webinar for those who are interested in seeing the whole thing. So. Uh, can we start off maybe if you could provide a quick overview of automated revenue management and how it relates to the digital solutions economy? Sure, Jim. So, um, you know, as we discussed in the webinar, right, I mean, we, we have this customer driven model with high flexibility. I think you call it the digital solutions economy flower reel, that diagram really that goes around the six areas of, of interaction that we see at most companies, right, between uh, customer engagement, solution order, creation and management, delivery and fulfillment, billing and invoicing, payment and collections, and of course, revenue recognition. Now, most companies have kind of a complex or, or lots of different potential processes across these six areas, and revenue recognition may touch some of them or all of them in, in different ways. And, and really, from our perspective, the automated revenue management um, solutions from SAP really provide unique differentiators for customers to make sure that they're keeping up with their compliance. And we'll, we'll talk about, you know, how they can potentially optimize and transform it, but, but also um, making sure that, you know, they're, they're um, achieving the goals that they want to. And, and certainly we feel that the real-time nature of the ARM solutions from, from SAP really help keep up with this, this new digital solutions economy paradigm and, and all the new business models that are being introduced. That also leads to flexibility, right? The ARM solutions are flexible. They're extensible through SAP technologies, extensions that really allow customers to amplify the innovation that's already built into the core product. We see a tremendous amount of diversity across the spectrum, right? From low volume, simple accounting and low complexity to, to high volume, actually some cases ultra high volume, complex accounting, and we can support those, you know, those requirements through the spectrum with the right, you know, fit gap and configuration. And of course, you know, one of the things to keep in mind along this is, you know, always with automated revenue management, revenue recognition, you always want to make sure you're still applying the best practices, right? In terms of making sure you've got the detailed requirements down even to the T account. You're doing the fit gaps against the ARM functionality and um, doing a targeted pilot program as well as making sure you've got the standard best practice implementation project uh, with testing. Sorry, Jim, was there a question? 
Well, I, I just want to uh, respond to that or amplify a little bit. The digital solutions economy, the whole notion is to put the customers in charge. It's a lot more dynamic. They get to make decisions of getting it when they want it, how they want it, where they want it. And uh, companies who are delivering those things still need to comply. They still need to do all the back end things, but it needs to be transparent to the customer. So that's but to me, that's where automated revenue management really shines because it allows pe people implementing offerings in uh, DSE to still comply without hampering their ability to serve their customers. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, we deliver the strong accounting capabilities, also the analytics, but the flexibility to let them, you know, um, meet their business goals and, and keep up with the, the ever-changing requirements that we're seeing in uh, digital solutions economy, um, you know, challenges and markets. Yeah, perfect. Um, one of the things that came up in the uh, most recent webinars about uh, contract management changes uh, that have recently been made to enhance automated revenue management, and maybe you could talk a little bit about those enhancements. Yeah, I think that's... um. A really good question. I mean, at the core of most of the revenue recognition processes we see is, you know, there's an accounting contract or some kind of object, and um, usually these come through in in the in the original RAR um, system. This was now what we call classic contract management. This comes through, and and we manage it in the way that made sense for the ERP architecture. But now that we're on the S4 architecture. There was actually a better way to do it, and so there was innovation there and around the contract management, and we introduced what was called optimized contract management, which really allows the revenue accounting system to operate even more flexibly with even more high volume situations. Um, so it's just more efficient, right, from that perspective. It can take really advantage of the in-memory technology and S4, the intelligent enterprise that's built in with the Universal Journal. And so that's really why customers may have seen this and it's, it has caused obviously a lot of questions because it's something new. So um, this is functionality that we've introduced with S4, I think it was um, 1909 version. Um, it's optional, meaning customers can opt in to it. So we, we have seen some customers that move from ERP to S4 and they stay on classic contract management that make you know that's possible for some customers that makes sense for them makes the migration a little easier but for other customers they can also phase in they can move over to s4 on classic contract management and then new business can be done on the new optimized and so basically you wind you kind of run off the older business on classic and you start up the newer businesses on optimized so i think that's a really nice Way the development team did a very good job of being able to make sure customers could consume that. Of course, you know if you can start on the optimized contract management kind of functionality, you're you're better off in terms of the flexibility and the volume, and you'll save a little bit on migration uh, as well. So, hopefully, that clears up some of the the questions we've been getting on on that functionality. The that delivery of optimized contract management also is coupled with the Fury UI and embedded analytics, right? So it's it's actually like a, a one, two, three punch, right? When you move over to optimized contract management, you then also are picking up the Fury UI 
benefits as well as the embedded analytics benefits. Yeah, and, and there again with uh, digital solutions economy being uh, dynamic and also potentially having uh, much higher volumes than some companies are used to, uh, go, going to optimize contract management could be a real benefit there. Yep, agreed. Yep, agreed. Um, the next question that came up uh, was uh, kind of general, uh, but important. Uh, are there levels of compliance and how do you know if you're 100% compliant uh, with um, IFRS 15? Yeah, I mean, that, that's always um, a question that um, I think a lot of customers um, ask and essentially, you know, customers are responsible for their own compliance. Um, SAP provides advanced tools for them to achieve that compliance. I mean, we're, we're using the tool ourselves, but of course, you know, SAPs for our software and the automated revenue management solutions from SAP are used by customers to manage the revenue recognition and revenue accounting processes according to the statutory regu regulations such as IFRS 15 or AC 606. But like any sophisticated accounting software, you know, there really has to be proper configuration implementation of the software um, to make sure that all of the requirements are met and the uh, specific use cases that the customer needs to meet are successfully satisfied. So the configuration, you know, the fit gap going through the fit gap in detail we talked about down to the T accounts, the then the, you know, we would recommend a pilot or some kind of proof of concept to be as a pilot and then the standard implementation with um, best practice and um, Testing. I mean, this is all the responsibility of the customer in the in the long run. Right? Ultimately, as um, the compliance with any accounting standard, right? The the company has to sign off on their financials. So this is the responsibility of the customer. Um, some customers have assumed that you know the SAP software license and support agreement you know entitles to them to this compliance automatically, and actually that's not the case, right? So you know you can't rely on on us. To make you compliant. Now we we're constantly improving the tool. We've got, you know, now I think it's over, you know, it's over well over 200 customers that are using the tool every quarter for their compliance. But um, you know, ultimately it's the customer's responsibility to ensure that um, you know they're compliant to their um, stakeholders and to their regulators. Yeah, good good point. But uh, I'd like to add that the tool itself needs to cover the whole spectrum of issues that a customer might run into. So if somebody were trying to make a standalone tool or spreadsheets, uh, my God, not spreadsheets, if they were trying to address these issues with those, they wouldn't have the um, breadth of functionality to apply to their specific needs. Right, I mean, I mean look, any, any, any customer could, you know, build their own software. I mean, the, these regulations are extremely complex, and um, you know, they're hundreds and hundreds of pages, and they cover lots of scenarios. And we we don't cover all the scenarios out of the box, um, but we've got a lot of experience in this area. We've been working on it now about almost ten years, and we're constantly improving the product and covering more cases and. Our customers are covering more cases, and so there's a lot of built-in success. So really, by using the solution, um, you know, customers, um, in in most cases or almost all cases, are getting a jump start, right? We're we're giving them the framework 
of the five steps within the compliance, um, you know, that's needed within the regulations and things like that. Um, so certainly, uh, I agree. I mean, th there's always uh, ways to augment it if the customers want. Um, there's always ways to extend the tool, right? We, we do have these extensible options that amplify the, the inno innovation of the um, capabilities of the solution. But, um, you know, it always goes down to what your stakeholders want and what your regulars, regulators want, your requirements of fit cap, and then you see how much the solution can do, and then you may have to augment depending on the, the situation of your requirements. And and it's always helpful to work with a um, an SAP partner that has the ability to go deep with you, not only on the implementation of the tool, but um, also can offer some uh, accounting advisory expertise and help you. Again, not that you, it takes the responsibility away from the customer, but it's it's good to work with people who can go deep with you and understand your business needs as well as how to implement the tool. Yeah, it's just it's you know, uh, I totally agree. I mean, the, these um, partners such as your firm, right? You guys have a revenue recognition practice, and you've seen a lot of these different cases. And so when you go to the next customer, you bring that knowledge with you, right? And, um, and um, that's an always kind of ever increasing set of knowledge, right? That you're bringing to the customers. And similarly, on our side, we're always trying to make, you know, incremental improvements to the product every release, and then. Some areas like currently with the OCM side, we're making, you know, some I would say call stepwise improvements, right? With the introduction of some of the real-time processing that we introduced in 2020, as well as the the real-time posting to the Universal Journal that's coming up in um, 2021 in the fall. Right. Um, the, uh, the next question, there was a little bit of confusion, uh, it seemed in the webinar about implementation either in the cloud or on premises um what what's appropriate uh, when it could be done uh, wh whether or not there are any limitations to one or the other could you kind of amplify on cloud versus on-prem sure i mean we see that the automated revenue management solutions of um, from sap are deployed across the market spectrum that we see right from the low complexity and low volume and simple accounting all the way up to the the high volume high complex accounting and and complexity um and really what we we see is that essentially the selection ends up being based on what makes the most sense for the customer's requirements and goals right so if we take their requirements and try to do a fit gap against the available solutions within the automated revenue management portfolio we come to a quick conclusion or usually it's fairly quick about kind of what makes the most sense for that customer and, and um, to give you some example for the ultra high volume customers that we see in high complexity typically these are telco or high tech customers we're still seeing a lot of on-premise deployments or private cloud deployments where in professional services industries um, a lot of that business is more subscription based and we're seeing a lot of cloud deployments right so um, you can also do hybrid if you want. I haven't seen a lot of that yet, but we do have customers thinking about it. But really, it's you know what makes the most sense from the customer's perspective in terms of requirement fit gap and and what their end goals are in terms of. We talked a little bit about you know is it a transformation project or is it an optimized 
project, optimization project, or is it just a compliance project, right? So all those things factor into what makes the most sense for the customer. Yeah, that helps clear it up perfectly. Um, we have a few minutes left, and what I'd like to do is turn and uh, look to the future. So let's talk a little bit about the forward-looking product roadmap. Sure. I mean, we continue to have a very strong investment in this area, um, and certainly along the trends, right? Certainly the some of the differentiators you'll see, like the real-time optimization, you'll see that we're continuing to try to streamline the integration between the different revenue recognition streams and the operations. Um, certainly, we will continue to, to make improvements to optimize contract management, uh, the inbound processing, uh, was recently introduced and now the, the outbound of the Universal Journal is coming. We have more analytics that are going to be introduced in terms of enhanced disclosure reporting, as well as um, just some better explanations. We have some document flow features within the, um, the product with OCM, and there's also some explanation features coming in. Um, also some little bit of improvements to the migration tools, um, so when you're moving on to the platform, that's some of the things that um, we still have customers requesting. Those are tools that are built in and that a lot of customers use them. I would say over half the customers use them. Going forward, I mean, we're still looking at things like predictive accounting and support for different um, additional revenue accounting scenarios. Certainly looking at also improving revenue recognition uh, for margin analysis for asset-centric service industries, um, improving decision-making through this universal journal management, that's actually um, planned for the fall, um, as well as some controls, right? There are still some um, improvements on the audit side that customers always ask for. Um, you know, if you can improve your audit cycle, you cut a few days off your clothes in some cases, and so we are working with SAP Financial Compliance Management for basically, a, I believe it's kind of a plug-in that would help customers um, take advantage of that functionality. That's great. That's a good overview. And uh, a couple of things. Um, I'd love to have you back in the future to talk about some of those uh, enhancements as they unfold. Um, but also, sure. um, I should mention that uh, you host, um, I think it's quarterly, um, revenue management uh, user group meetings and yes we do yep uh, definitely i will uh, in addition to a link to the recent webinar i'll include a link to uh, the user group uh, meeting so if listeners haven't joined maybe they'll join and stay abreast of what's going on yeah that's a great idea the next one's on september 16th so um yeah if you can include the link to the our global user group um webinar homepage, that's kind of our our new home it's um, open to the public. You can get the um, the latest registrations to the upcoming meeting September. Uh, I believe we also have one in in um, December in in uh, Q1 and in February. And yeah, that that's a great place to get the latest information on um, some of the user group activities. Well, uh, definitely. And uh, Pete, thank you for both your time and your expertise today. I think our listeners will get a, a lot of benefit out of this. No problem, Jim. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bramasol's Insights to Action podcast series. We hope that you found it helpful. To ensure that you never miss a future episode, you can subscribe to Bramasol at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
For more information about Bramisol and detail on our solutions for compliance optimization and financial transformation, please visit www.bramisol.com or email us at info at